150. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh, however, this is my, this will be my 11th take. My 11th take. Um, I'm coming at y'all a little different today. I'm on the road, traveling. Um, on my way to this hoop session. Um, it's Sunday, so. Um, I usually present my podcast on a you know a good Wednesday um, or Thursday morning, um, so I could kind of slide in with the NFL schedule because the it kind of starts on the Thursday. So I try to um, make my predictions and try to have everything aligned with that. But today's has been a little little different because I usually I usually relax recover and hoop on Sundays. I give it to God, then I relax and go hoop. And then, you know, watch some football or some basketball to end my night. But um the fact that I didn't get a chance to present this Wednesday or Thursday has me in this predicament. So again I do apologize. Um because once this show blow up, you know, and they hear this episode, they were like, man, this dude started from wherever. He was just talking. <laughs> um, but podcast is something that I've been wanting to been wanting to start. So um, I said, man, what the what the heck? Why not? Why not? I do it anyway. Um, just not recording. So um, good afternoon to most of you uh, good morning to some I know how I know how those Saturday nights be uh, drink a little bit too much eat a little bit too much drink a little bit too much or and don't eat enough uh, growing pains so I definitely definitely understand to the people who just getting up um, to the people at work, on the couch, whether if I'm in your ear, um, with the headphones, on the speaker, um, however you are receiving me today, welcome to Rocks Island. Man, my third installment, my third episode, people. That feels good to say. Feels good to say. Um... But without further ado, man, don't, before I before I start my my deal, don't you enjoy people who flash their lights to let you know the police ahead? Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all are the real MVP of this world. Whew. But again, I'm coming to y'all different, so my notes are kind of scattered around. So if you hear paper in the background, that's that. I got my seatbelt on. I think I'm. I feel like I'm driving safe. Um, wouldn't be doing this if I didn't feel like I was safe. So <laughs> I'll start it off by congratulating the new WNBA champions. Uh, like I said, again, I'm a basketball fanatic, man. I'm I'm really passionate about hoops. So anytime, anytime I can talk about basketball um, in any light. I will and am so um, 
just because it's not me and playing doesn't mean that I'm not going to be uh, coming in on it. So uh, big shout out to the Chicago Sky, man. Uh, Kalia Cooper. She won MVP. Well-deserved. Um, I think the fast pace that they set really off. Oh, wow. Really offset um, what Phoenix do well, which is, you know, they have great sets and they have a proven closer. Um, they got Brittany Griner, who is, man, freaking unstoppable. Like, she she cold from the from the hooks that she do, from the from, from the different from her footwork that she has, like they, like she's a baller, like for real, like real deal baller. Anytime you see cars stacked up together, you know the police somewhere in there. You know the police somewhere in there. But um, like I was saying, Kalia Kalia Cooper, I hope I'm pronouncing her first name right. Um, but she 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 was a workhorse throughout the throughout the course of the um series and like I said again the pace really offset Phoenix they couldn't keep they couldn't keep up like they couldn't they couldn't contain um that and the fact that they continuously turned the ball over really really wasn't helping them um because once you turn the ball over you know what's going on it's, it's fast break points or at the at the minimum you've exuded so much energy to the point where if you're down 15 and it happened, you you kind of give up hope. And I'm sure, you know, like like Miss Donna Tarasi was saying, she was like, you know, they need more space in between the games. And that's, I mean, that may be true. That may be true. Um, that may be true. However, I just feel like when you get older, you you want the rest. You require the rest. Um and I don't know how the NBA structure went back in the day or however it started or who made it to the point where it's a seven-game series, every series. Because I remember it was a time where it was like um, three, three, five, seven. I hate speaking on my age sometimes, but <laughs> I come from a time where it was three, three, five, seven, I want to say. <laughs> so um, with – her saying that it just shows that she can give you the buckets. She can give you the she can give you the the presence for four quarters, but she can't give you the ability that she once had. Um, she can give it to you in spurts. She can't give it to you for four quarters, um, and I think that's I think that what I think that's what overall done it for. Um, Phoenix. Um, they just they just couldn't keep up. They were just a little bit too slow in their rotations. Um, they was hitting shots, but um, when you turn the ball over and hitting shots, it's it's a far different feel. It's more pressure. You feel like, man, I may not get this chance again, so I need I gotta hit this shot. So um, I can understand. Just um, can understand on how or why. Um, but also Courtney um, Vandersloot, um, which is my new favorite floor general, my favorite basketball player of all time is Kobe Bryant. Uh, once he retired, um, I went with Chris Paul because 
hey, that's he reminds me of basketball. He reminds me of why I love ball. <clears throat> um, but okay, and once he retires, John Morant will be my favorite basketball player. He's Chris Paul on crack, on heroin, on whatever upper that you can think of. Like that's what John Morant is. Like he he has the mind where he could be the floor general, and he has the the athleticism that I mean Chris Paul never had. But man, saying all that to say, oh man, saying all that to say, um, um. Courtney Vandersloot is my, man, one of my favorite people to watch play ball. Like, she make plays and passes that I see that it I'm sure when she's watching a game like LeBron, like Magic Johnson, like Chris Paul, like Steve Nash, like Jason Kidd, the list can go on. But when you watch other people play the game and it's like, if you was in that position, you would make that pass. Like, that's how I feel when I'm watching her. When she's out there and she make a bounce pass and, and transition, um, look off one defender and, like, when she does that, it's like, man, you know that's her that's her calling. Like, that's that's what she does. That's what she brings to the, to the game. Calmness. You get to your spot, I promise you. You do your job, I got you. And... That's the ultimate floor general. You put people in position to be as great as they are, as great as they already are. Um, so big shout out to Courtney uh, Vandersloot, my new favorite uh, floor general. Um, oh man, sad sights, sad sights. Hope everybody okay. Um, um, and there's another person that's. I mean, there's team like maybe 15 deep but i'm only naming out um them two there's this woman from the paul she she played in the paul i want to say queely maybe but she's a marksman and man the fact that she has that laser on her shoulder her shoulder blade um help help them prevail as well so um i just wanted to make sure i gave everybody they you know they kudos their flowers um because a lot of people thought Phoenix, Phoenix was going to you know, win that. Um, especially when, you know, Mr. Rossi pulled off what she pulled off in the series before that. So, you know what I mean? She, I'm sure they felt as if the momentum was just on their side. Um, so for them to actually pull it off, man, um, was was dope. It was dope. But um, the reason why I started with them first, I wanted to make sure I save, you know, my high school crush, um, once upon a time, um, Miss Candace Parker, ace, um, former analyst, uh, former finals MVP, now two-time champion, um, continental champion. I'm sure she done won overseas a few times, um, defensive player of the year, uh, Newly elected top 25. Um, a lot of people speak about the GOAT and they say, you know, Donna Tarazi. Um, I don't think, I think 
the fact that people have so much, you know, tape evidence on the new, the now, it kind of, you know, fades out what actually happened or, or how they actually became who they are. So um, there was a woman by the name of Don. Uh, there was a lady by the name of Cynthia Cooper. Um, lady named Lisa, I mean, Lisa, Lisa Leslie. Um, there was a team called the Houston Comets. Um, and it used to be some battles back then. Um, some great basketball. And those women that I, that I named are producing some of the quote-unquote goats that you see today in the WNBA. Um, a lot of people don't talk about Cheryl Miller, Reggie Miller's sister. Um, a lot of people don't talk about her, but, man, she was probably one of the coldest basketball players to ever, ever, ever play. So um, I just feel like sometimes, you know, people, they have the, they have the information. It's not that they don't have the information because, like I say again, she is Miss Dan Tarazi is dope. Um, she up there, not not saying anything to say that she's not up there. Not saying that. I just feel like a lot of times um, we don't do our actual research, um, and I just feel like people should do their due diligence in seeing about all of the components instead of what you know the internet sends our way, because. I'm sure age played a part in Phoenix not being able to win. I'm sure. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of that. Um, but the leadership and the winner that's in certain people, I mean, it showcases that. A lot of times, like no matter where Chris Paul goes, his team will be there. And they may not win it all, but they will be there. Wherever LeBron goes, they may not win it all, but they'll be there. And I'm, I'm there's other names that I can name, but I'm I'm saying that to say wherever Candace has been, you can put a championship right there next to him. And that's to be, that's to be, somebody should say something about that. Because for her to take off a year or take off for the time that she took off, then come back and go to a different team first year, to be able to gather their strengths, understand what they do best, what they don't do, what I can do to help them be better, what, what, if I be selfish, what'll happen if I do that? And I think if Candace Parker was tried to do the, not this is not a shot. If if she tried to do the LeBron thing, where the ball is in her hand majority of the time, you know, I'm either in the pick and roll or the high post. I don't care if I'm six, whatever. I don't care if I'm the tallest person or. If she would have done that, I don't believe that they would be champion. Like, I don't believe that they would be champion. The fact that she took herself out of 
she knows she's great. She's no, she knows that she's probably a better ball handler or a better shooter or a better player than most on her team. But she understood that for her or for them to be where they wanted to be, it was going to take for her to do the things that other people can't do. Not everybody's 6'4". Not everybody's 6'8". Not everybody's 7 foot. Not everybody's that. And I think when you're when you're of that of that height and you take yourself out the paint, you do your team disservice a lot of times. Saying that to say Candace Parker decided to not be the ball handler. She she'll take she, she don't mind handling the ball, push come to shove, but she didn't make it known to the team like, hey, get me the ball or else. Or in dire situations. Give me the ball or else. And I feel like things like that, that's actual leadership. <clears throat> if people know that you're great and whatever aspect, and you go coaching and go, you know, speaking your expertise on people, some people take it. Some people know how to, you know, swallow. Some, some people know how to digest it. Some people look at it like, man, just let me do me. And to the people that's like that, you can't frown up on them because they've made it to the point. They may not be or may not have achieved as much, but they've made it here. So you got to at least give them that. So I think she's done a great job throughout the course of the season, throughout the course of the playoffs of, of allowing them to fail. Even in times where she could have been like, I can take this over. I can do this. But it's it's like I can do this now and suffer the consequences later, or I can allow them to fail now and allow that to be teachable moments into seeing why they should trust me on on when I do say whatever I do say. And I just think when people have that nuance to themselves, I feel like that allows them to unlock other people's deepest potential deepest potential um this quote that i wrote well not that i wrote that i read but wrote down i did write it down (laughs) um it says being deeply loved gives you strength loving deeply gives you courage and with that being the quote, it just makes you understand that the will, like you can have skill, you can have it, but if that skill doesn't have will to do what the skill is, then a lot of times you you don't complete the mission. And the way the way that Candace Parker displayed the her leadership amongst the team allowed Miss Courtney to go out there and get her triple doubles. Um, to allow Miss Cooper to go out there and try to score as much as she could, no matter if it was a baseline drive underneath, scoop shot, no matter if it's a spin, no, no matter. Go do your thing. I'm back here on defense. I got it. I got it back here. Um, 
or to the, the shooter that I can't name from DePaul. <laughs> the shooter that I can't name from DePaul, man, like, you got to give people the opportunity to be great. And that's why they are the champions. So congratulations to Chicago um, and the rest of, you know, that that um, that staff. Shout out to Coach Wade, too. Um, man, I didn't think I'd be talking that long about the WNBA, but, um, hey, pat myself on the back sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, next, um, I'll talk about the um, my home state, Arkansas, Arkansas, whatever you want to call it, um, and their football. So, University of Arkansas, Fayetteville, uh, played against uh, UAPB. Um, I grew up in a small town called Humphrey, Humphrey. Um, and it's maybe 20, 30 minutes from Palm Bluff. So, when people talk about, you know, sports teams and, you know, whoever their faves is, um, UAPB a hold of, you know, a dear place in my heart because when I ain't have a place to go, like to go watch anything, they provided that. And they they haven't always been great in whatever sport, but um they the camaraderie, the culture, the history that's there. Um it's just I mean, to me, it just does wonders. Um, I makes me remember um, back when I was like 13, 15, coming up, and my uncle, uh, he'll take us to the homecoming, and we'll get the tailgate, we'll get to walk from the university, see all the different food trucks, um, see all the different cars, um, go to the game. And when you're an athlete, you watch the game. You're not there to, you know, interact with people. It's cool. You're going to see people, but you're not there to actually do that. You want to watch the game because, you know, you you know what's going on. Um, but outside of that, those halftime shows when the band come on, man, it's, it's second to none. And I say all that to say that although Arkansas won, uh, which I'm pretty sure everybody knew that that would be the case, I'm glad that UAPB was able to showcase you know, themselves in a positive light because, you know, the, the city doesn't get, you know, the best reputation, doesn't get the best reputation. Um, but it's, it's produced, birthed some greats throughout this time too. So um, shout out to them for making that event happen um, in Little Rock. Um Shout out to um, them for, you know, not being, not causing a ruckus on either end. Um, I think it was pretty smooth out there. Um, so, Arkansas won. Wasn't wasn't a big, big hoorah. I'm happy that they can possibly get some, get some momentum going from the game. And hopefully that kind of carries on into Ole Miss. And maybe they can, you know, slide into the SEC, hopefully, championship game, that's me hoping, like, wishing. Don't think it'll happen, but that's me hoping and wishing because we still got to play Bama. 
Alabama the week after that. So, uh, but it was all fun. Um, shout out to the Arkansas. Shout out to UAPB again. Like I say, it was it was a dope experience. Um, made me feel like like I did when I like when I was a kid. So, uh, shout out to that. Um, I transitioned from from them to going to you know my pop's favorite football team, the Dallas Cowboys. And although they have a, a bye week this week, and the fact that I'm coming to y'all on a Sunday, I didn't get to talk about <coughs> the win that they had over New England, um, which is a lot of people probably gonna you know look at it as ah Tom Brady's not there, ah they're in wash, ah whatever. <laughs> they, they probably gonna say that, and I'm sure Tom Brady was there. It's possible that they would have pulled that game off. Hell, it's likely that they would have pulled that game off. I'm not even going against the grain on that. Um, but for them to be able to pull it off is is what, as a Cowboy fan, you want to see. Them, you know, build up the resolve, build up the callus right now so they'll be able to showcase what they do in the playoffs. I don't believe right now that they're a Super Bowl team. I feel like if the pieces fall right, they can make it. But I don't feel like right now they're a Super Bowl team. To be a Super Bowl team, you got to be beat. Like You got to get beat by some people. Um, it, it ain't all – you just can't go through glamour and feel like you're going to win a championship. Like adversity is a must. And them losing the Tampa the first week – I don't really give that too much notion. I mean, that's Tampa being healthy, Super Bowl champs, referees. Like, it's just stuff that you got to take in consideration when you play against the GOAT. Just what it is. Uh, or the quote-unquote NFL GOAT. <laughs> uh, but for them to win in New England for the first time since, I mean, since I, I'm, like I said, I've been a, fan of NFL for since I could watch or could, could you know, think about watching it. Um, I've always been a, a Baltimore Raven fan due to Ray Lewis. Um, but since I've been alive, I can't remember them winning in New England. And I think New England changed their jerseys like four or five times in there. And I don't, I don't remember them winning in New England. So for them to do that, I feel like that, again, is is building up the mental fortitude to be able to beat teams no matter certain obstacles, um, which which I feel like is is credited to Dak Prescott being back. Um, the offensive coordinator um, mixing it up, um, not being so pass-centric, um, or I'll say taking what the defense gives us. Because when you play against Bill, it doesn't matter. He's gonna find out. He's gonna find out how to take away your strength and say, "Hey, now what you gonna do with it? what you got now? What you what else you got in your backpack?" So, to see them pull it off again, man, was it was huge. It was huge, especially the touchdown at the end. Um, like I said again, man, um, I don't believe that they'll win the Super Bowl, but I do feel like um, they will. The days of them losing in the first, being a wild card team or losing in the second round, I feel like those days are 
are in the rearview mirror, in a sense. I do. I really do. Um, so that's about those cowboys. I can't think of who they playing right now. And um, like I said, I'm driving, so um, I don't, I don't know, don't know who, who they play this week. I mean, this next week. <coughs> However, um, let me slide over to my new segment um, that I'll be doing. Uh, like I said, I'm always predicting. Give my give my thoughts on what I think will happen in the in the in the in the upcoming week. Um, but now, since I kind of I'm kind of behind on time when it comes to my podcast and when I plan on dropping it, um, I'll say um, the four games that I find that'll be more interesting than what all the other people put on TV. Um, no matter if it, if my, if what I have to say is, you know, spot on with what they have to say, hell, it may be, and them may just be the games worth watching that week. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look every, every week. I'm gonna look at the schedule and look up and down the charts and see who's actually trying to play. Because some people pack it in after week four, but some people still have, you know, have things to fight for. So. With that being the case, I felt like um, the Baltimore Ravens and the Bengals, um, the battle of the AFC North, um, I feel like that's going to be one of the best games on TV. Um, You have Kansas City versus Tennessee. Um, In my second episode, I stated um, I had a segment about Patty Mahomes and have they caught up to him? Is he is he digressing, digressing, or um, is it the contract? You know, I was just trying to come up with the different reasons of why. But the one thing about Patty Mahomes, I felt like you know he's one of those quarterbacks who could overcome some things, overcome you know a messed up line. Um, offensive line or you know the defense that they that tends to come and come and go the one thing that he can't overcome is the schedule and that's what I was saying in my episode um, in my previous episode um, the mere fact that they had to play against Derrick Henry this week is it's either going to help them bounce back into playoff contention or it's going to, you know, kind of continuously slide them on out as they continuously have to play these superior teams. So, I mean, I love this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see it. Um, But the outcome, I don't feel like, I don't feel like Patrick Mahomes has it right now. He's, thrown a pick in every game. Um, and since the Super Bowl, it just feels like they figured them out. Like they have a – like people didn't put together plans to, you know, make sure certain people don't do certain things. So um, that's game number two. Um, game number three is Packers versus Washington. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, you know how he is. He's always trying to prove a point. And both teams being in the NFC, I'm hoping 
that the Cowboys are able to look at some of this film, um, that Aaron Rodgers um, put up, so he can showcase boys on how to, you know, actually beat the the Washington, um, the Washington team. I was about to call them the the, the name that they had for the longest, but <coughs> they no longer had that name. Big shout out to that too. Um, and the final game, um, Tom Brady versus the Chicago Bears. Um, I think Tom will light their ass up. Um, I feel like him and Antonio Brown spot they stride, and of course all the other pieces that they have. And I think Grunk Grunk's back too. So um, that's really gonna that's really gonna make things obsolete. Uh, I'm not saying Khalil Mack won't have what they have, but I don't see Justin Fields being able to put up the points necessary to beat Tom Brady, especially after he put up like 45 last week. Yeah, I don't see that happening. So those are my four um, my four um, games to watch. Baltimore versus Bengals, Battle of the AFC North. Um um, Packers versus Washington, Kansas City versus Tennessee, <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay versus the Chicago Bears. Um, that's my NFL segment. Um, on to um, my favorite sport of all time, um, NBA. Uh, and I was gonna do a uh, a standings. On how I felt like the season would end, but it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't really work like that. Um, some teams that are going to start out, they're going to hop out the, hop out the fence, off the starting line, hot. Those teams are going to go and filter on back. I remember like a couple of years ago, I think like, I want to say Minnesota was like number one in the league or something. And by the end of the league, by the end of the season. They they were they weren't at the top. I can tell you that much. So, um, I I don't want to do that. I just want to say about NBA so far um, that this may be one of the best seasons ever. Just like last season, last season was one of the best seasons ever. I think that the NBA is steady going at a place to a place that's viewer friendly. And by that being the case, um, it's becoming exciting. Uh, with the certain changes in the game, the whole pump fake and getting people to foul you with them taking that out, um, I think it really does service to everything. Uh, makes the game more fun to watch. So um, I won't do the predictions or anything like that. I mean, standings um, at the end of the season. But what I will do next episode, I'll present, <coughs> I'll present to you guys um, who I feel like will be winning, who, who I feel like will be leading the standings by the All-Star break. So the All-Star break, I think, is like 40 games. I think there's like 40 games in that time frame. So we'll see who's who actually is after that. Not right now. Um, I feel like it's some great things going on, but people fig- people find things out 
and make adjustments all the time. So um, this is just the first first few games. And like I said, it's been amazing to watch Steph. Um, it's been amazing to watch the Lakers not win. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, of course, but um, just to see you can't stick stuff together and think that it's going to work. Like, it, it, don't, it doesn't work like that. Uh, chemistry is a real thing. Camaraderie is a real thing. Um, teamwork is a real thing. Um, and I think over time, they're going to find that out. They're going to they're gonna catch their flow. But as of right now, you just can't stick a, stick a Westbrook in and think that you're going to fix problems. Because, like, his whole mantra of me having to get these rebounds, it's only slowing down their fast breaks. Instead of three people, four people going for the fast break, we got three people back to get a rebound, AD, LeBron, and Westbrook. And it's like, I mean, that's fine, but two of these dudes, all three can handle the ball, but – you don't need three ball handlers bringing the ball up the court. Ain't nobody pressing. So hopefully they figure that out sooner than later. But if they don't, I'm going to enjoy it because my little brother is a, is a LeBron fan. So <laughs> it'll be fun hearing what he got to say. Definitely. Um, um, so, yeah, that's about the NBA. Oh, the 75, the the. 75th anniversary team. Um, I felt like a few people got left off, but again, I'm gonna save that to the next time because I'm almost, I'm almost at my my hoop destination. Um, so I'll I'll do that another time. I spoke about John Morant earlier, and how I was saying about you know how he he's going to be my my favorite player uh, once CP3 retires. Um, so I won't, won't have to go back over there. Um, I have the Bulls in Minnesota down here, and I think I'm pretty sure I wrote that down because of the fact of me not doing that list, the standings list, because teams right now won't be the teams of then. Oh, those are the two leaders of each conference, but I think that goes into what I was saying as well. Um Oh, TV shows. Let me let me give y'all the TV show rundown. So we got you. Um, Phyllis, please watch it. I am Joe. Just saying it out loud so I don't go crazy. Um, Insecure comes back on tonight. I will be watching. I, this is the thing about Insecure, though. I may not watch it just yet. I may wait five weeks just to watch five episodes at one time. Like, I'm that type of person. I like to watch TV shows in movie form, if that makes sense. I don't want to. Don't cut it off for me. I don't want to wait the next week. I want it now. So, um, Insecure would be something that I may watch, may not watch. Uh, Riverdale has some new episodes, so I may go back um, just to check out some things to try to catch up. Because that's on Netflix. Insecure on Hulu. Hulu update every week. Netflix got it out the gate. So um, that's that. Um, Law and Order, I'm waiting on a new episode. Um, 
organized crime. And I didn't know SVU had a new season, so I'm catching up on that. Man, Dick Wolf don't miss, man. He the truth. Like, he been giving me, man, he been giving me my motherfucking entertainment for about 15 years now. So big shout out to Dick Wolf, man. Um, And I watched some 2020, too. Um, I'm, I love conspiracy theories, but how, not even, but however, I love cold cases and, and investive, investigative work more. So been watching 2020 and a whole bunch of things of things in that kind of domain. So my next podcast probably will be something real, real crazy. Um, I did watch Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. Um, I think everybody should watch it if you're a fan of the um, of Michael Myers. Please do watch it. Um, I saw it was like a new Chucky show coming out, but um, again, if it's if if the episode is week by week, I'm waiting three weeks. You hear me? Do you hear me? But um, it's been smooth, people. Um, my third episode. Um, feel like I feel like I'm doing better. Um, feel like I feel like it works. Feel like it fits. So, um, I'll definitely be tuning in at my regular time next time, which is Wednesday night. It won't be Sunday night because. Like I said, I tried to I tried to do this, man, and got a call from my mom, got a call from my pop, got a call from my brother, got a call from my homies. And they usually, I mean, like I said, that's that's usually a thing. Like on Sundays, you know, that's when I kind of link back in with the people back home. But um, so by being able to present it to you on a Wednesday when I got all my all my notes in a row and things of that nature it'll be better so hey uh, thank you guys for tuning in uh, thank you guys for listening to rocks island uh, hope you guys have a great day uh, be smooth peace <laughs> i know i know i know i know i know i know i said i wouldn't come back to you guys on a sunday I know I said I have everything in place for my normal time, which is Wednesday or Thursday. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> here we are on a good old Sunday afternoon. Um, so, good afternoon to a lot of you people. Uh, good morning to some. I know it's the Halloween weekend and for us adults, you know, we kind of we kind of party all through the weekend. As kids, you only got a chance to, you know, enjoy enjoy what the Christmas, I mean, the Halloween party at school and the trick or treating that you, you know, y'all end up doing <clears throat> when y'all got off or whatnot. So, oh man, that's dope. Um, but anyway, I'm um, glad to be back. Another edition of Rocks Island, episode four. If you haven't checked out any of the 
any of the other episodes, please do. You can check it out on Spotify. Man, it feels good to say that. I'm a part of Spotify now. I'm moving up. I'm moving up in this world, man. Slowly for surely. Slowly but for surely. Um, last week, I remember me talking about the WNBA, about Candace Parker, about, you know, Khalil Cooper, about um, Courtney Vandersloot, uh, how they became the, you know, WNBA champion. WNBA champion. Let me stop saying that so fast. WNBA champion. That's what they are. Um, last week I also was talking about, um, well, every week I'm going to be talking about, you know, Arkansas. Either basketball, football, whenever, whatever in season. And right now, it's football season. And right now, whew, we are not looking good as a unit. We are collectively I think UAPB one and seven, Arkansas State's one and seven, so that's two and fourteen. Arkansas has won five, that puts us at seven, but they've lost three. Whew. Hate to hate to even say that out loud. Come on, Arkansas. Come on, home state. Do me right, man. Do me right. But I guess is that, is that. That adjustment period, or not? I wouldn't say adjustment. I'll say transitional period, where some you know some years the football team is doing you know great, basketball team doing okay, and then you got the basketball teams is doing great, then you got the football teams is doing okay. So there hasn't been a lot of noise in the recruit in the recruiting field of um, university. University of Arkansas, Razorback football. Uh, but I do know basketball-wise, it's been a lot of, there's been a lot of talks. Uh, been a lot of signings. So, um, hopefully in the near future, we'll be back on, near, back near the top. Uh, we've won championships before, but um, I know I wasn't even a teenager in, in those times, so I'm not going to even speak on it, so. Um, Arkansas, let me, let me go through the list. UAPB played against Texas Southern and got beat handedly. Um, Arkansas State played against the University of, um, South Alabama. And they got beat, not, they didn't get killed, but, you know, they got beat, so. L is an L, no matter if it's about one or a half point. Um... Arkansas didn't play this week, Ian. Uh, however, they do play Mississippi State, who are also five and three. So uh, there's nothing, there's nothing we can do as far as Arkansas, other than continue to win out and hopefully other teams in the in the division uh, in the conference will uh, will beat themselves up. Hopefully, but. If I'm hoping that it ain't happening, that's what I'm saying. If I'm hoping it, it ain't happening. If I say it with some authority, some feelings, then I'm with it. But if I'm hoping it ain't happening, man, just being honest. Um, 
Let's see. Let's see what we got. What we got. What we got. Oh, NFL. We got the NFL. Um, Going to give you those four games to watch. Give you those four games to watch. Um, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. You got Mike Tomlin, who a lot of people say he fighting for his job. But, I mean, if you watch the Steelers or know anything about NFL football, um, you'll definitely understand that the Pittsburgh Steelers don't – no, they just don't – they just don't go through coaches like that. Please don't hit me, sir. They just don't go through coaches like that. So, in the grand scheme of things, I look at it in a sense of uh, Mike Tomlin – kind of fighting for his job, Aaron quotes. And then you have Baker Mayfield, who is fighting to keep his job, um, along with, you know, Odell. I think, if anything, like Landry um, and the running back core, I think they'll remain. I don't think that they'll go or lead the team because, you know, that's, that's that's the kind of guys that they are. Baker has more flash. Odell has more flash. So I just see it as I see it as them two. If them not if they're not able to make the playoffs, which it which it doesn't seem like they will be able to. If um um with that with that being the case, I see it as Baker is slowly for surely losing his job. And with with the L today, I'm telling you, you might as well get ready. Because Monday, people from the talk uh, all the way up until probably Wednesday about Buddy. Probably up until Wednesday. Because, I mean, I'm not saying that he's not a good talent. Um, but it's when you when you have that much hype around you like that, you know, it gives it gives the hater a little bit a little bit extra fuel in their fire sometimes. Um, so that's one, my Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings, they are not one, but I had to say that because, you know, that's my team, but that's my pop's team. So that's my team. Um, but, uh, no, oh, that, that's tight. But he got, but he got other boys out here. Okay. Okay. Do you thing there, Pippa? Um, uh, New York Giants versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And the reason for me putting it up there is because Patty Mahomes. Will they overcome what's been going on in the world, in their world, in their realm? Because over the past couple of weeks, eh, ain't been the case. Ain't been the case at all. Especially last week, it didn't even look. It didn't even look as if they were in the Super Bowl last year. Now, I'm not going to be like, you know, most of their fans and most critics and say, you know, oh, it's a failed season if they don't make the playoffs. Oh, it's a uh, – I won't go that far. For the past three seasons, they have been either fighting for a championship or in the championship. And let's just be honest, man. That's that's not that's that's not an easy that's not an easy feat. Quiet is kept. I think that's why Tom Brady left. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I know for a fact him and Bill, you know, wasn't working things out. But I don't think Tom wanted to have to, you know, face Patty in in the um, AFC Conference Championship. I think he'll rather have that have that battle in the Super Bowl where pressure busts pipes, and you know, Tom Brady, he, his pipes don't bust. So. Um, be on the lookout for that game. I know the Giants don't have too much to, you know, offer as far as roster goes. But what I will say is you always get up when you play against the champ. New champ, old champ, whatever champ. If you've been a champion, you have that championship mantle. And when you go against that, your coaching staff or any coaching staff should preach their entire week about getting the little things right. So, whew, we're going to see. We're going to see how that game turns out. We'll see how that game turns out. Um, I go to next, um, Tennessee Titans versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Tennessee been on a roll, I think, with the addition of um, – of um, darn it, uh, Julio Jones. Whew. That was gonna be bad. With the addition of him and um, another year um, under their quarterback, another year Derek doing this thing. Um, I, I see all of that just aligning them in with continuously just going up uphill, going uphill. And even though Indianapolis, you know, they have the, their new quarterback. Uh, coaching staff pretty much, you know, do their thing. Um, I don't feel as if I don't feel as if um, the Colts have enough. Um, I feel like the Titans with they with the defense and with their control run game and the ability to go over the top with you know the addition Julio. I look at that and I see you know the Titans pulling that game out. Um. Hmm. Tampa Bay. Nope, 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 nope. New England. New England versus the Chargers. Mr. Justin Herbert versus Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill Billetics. So, all in all, when I look at this matchup, uh, like I said again, it, it's there's nothing that's going to hit you in your face and say, oh, man, that's, that game is worth watching. Well, that game is worth entertaining. However, what I will say is the future of the NFL is in the quarterbacks of the, of these new quarter, of, is in the hands of these new quarterbacks. So to the Kyler's, to the Lamar's, to the Justin's, to the, hell, even the Baker's. When you go against Bill Belichick, that's, that's your test. Every time. Like it's a test every time that you play against Bill. It's a test to see will the new school beat out the old school. And a lot of times it doesn't happen. So um, Bill still playing for that playoff spot. I know he still got his team psyched up to play about play for their playoff spot. And the Chargers, you know, they're I think they're leading their division. 
So with that being the case, you're going to have two teams highly motivated, highly motivated. So that's Pittsburgh, Cleveland, New England, New England versus the the Clippers, (laughs) the Chargers, (laughs) Kansas City versus the Giants. And I'll go with, I guess, I guess Tampa Bay, I guess Tom Brady and the Saints. Um, now that Drew Brees is, isn't there, they don't talk about him as much. But I think they're still, I, I think they're still relevant. Um, I won't spend a lot of time on it. Um, it's one of those games where I just look at it as it's going to be who's able to use their their strength more. Because it's all about that. If you could take away your opponent's strength and have them rely on their weaknesses, hmm. then you put yourself in the upper hand. When you're playing against Tom, I don't care what you take away from him. He doesn't work like that. He just takes what you give him. So it's going to be a battle. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to see it. I'm not ready to see it more than the Dallas Cowboys game. I'm not. 